Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Tuesday morning. Good morning, Miss Teresa. And I uh, hope everybody's having a good day so far. It's not much of a day to, to whether to determine if it's good or bad yet, but uh, usually we know pretty quick that, uh, good morning, Mr. L. You know pretty quick if uh, once your feet hit the ground, if uh, you're in a good mood or a bad mood. So hopefully that uh, you woke up in a good mood. Just try to keep a positive attitude. Use this day to glorify the Lord and you'll have a good day. If you focus on the negative, to focus on what you don't like, uh, and then you're going to have a bad day. Because trust me, I've been there. I've had work factory jobs and such, and I remember pulling in the parking lot and thinking, you know, can I make it if I quit? <laughs> you know, I hated it so bad. I could see straight and just dreaded the thoughts of getting out of bed and going. And uh, I just had the wrong attitude. I should have been uh, trying to work as unto the Lord and uh, be glad of, that he's even given me a job. A lot of people are out there out of work and so try to focus on that positive. Try to focus on what God has given you instead of the negative. And again, this is not a, a new age <clears throat> philosophy of positive mental attitude I'm trying to teach here. I'm just trying to say that you know when we work or do something, if we do it unto the Lord, I think our joy would be full. And it's not to say that, you know, hey, I will up in a bad mood uh, from time to time. And uh, uh, and I, I know what it's like. Uh, thank you, Miss Robin. Love you too. But, uh, you know, I, so I know what it's like. There's days I wake up and I'm just like, don't talk to me, don't look at me don't breathe the same air as me and it's one of those days where nothing goes right you drop everything and you know and you're just thinking you can't even take a shower and you're dropping the soap and you're just like what the heck is going on today you know so i have those days all the time you know just the other day here a couple weeks ago i about sliced my hand off at the table saw the, the wood piece of wood slipped off and then uh, sliced my hand a little bit could have been really bad praise god it, it hit just enough just to knock some skin off it didn't really hurt me too bad and then here just day before thanksgiving uh somehow the as I'm walking out of my office the door uh hit something bounced back and and pinned my head between that and the shelf that is in the corner of the shelf and it cut a place on my head about knocked me out and so you know and of course i stay sick all the time so it's you know we all have those days where they're just like man i just want to just go back to bed and not move you know and uh but let's just try not to to let those things get us to, i don't know about you all sometimes little things seem to get me more down than the big stuff does so try not to let that affect you as you go out and about today but be sure and bundle up it's cold out there and uh so let's go and look at our bibles um of course I always uh recommend you know i, I don't Obviously, you know, I wouldn't be on here doing a devotion if I cared about um, uh, electronic devices. I don't care if you use them in the church. Uh, some churches frown upon that. I could care less. If I say you want to look up your pastors and scripture, that's fine. Man, I don't care. I don't care if you're on there texting. You know, it's whatever. You know, I just want you to come to church and try to learn and, and try to, to listen to the message and, and grow. But, uh, you know, so we're, we're in a digital age. So all these old school uh people that don't want to see phones in church, you might as well just get over it because it's, it's, it's not going away, you know, just like what was it I was watching the other day. Oh, was it I was watching? It's been on my back. It's something about their kids. It's something about buying a television. They said, oh, that's not, uh, that won't last. <laughs> so, and uh, we saw how that went. But anyway, so I uh, don't care if you use electronic devices, but don't neglect, uh, the point here is don't neglect uh, your um, uh, your Bibles. I want you to highlight, underline, and use those Bibles, okay? So uh, we're looking at Isaiah 53, verse 5. Let me bring that up here. Let me 
get rid of this. All right. So 53.5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. A very, very powerful passage of scripture here that we're seeing this morning. So let's dive into this, if we may. Let me get all my goodies put back up here. All right, so, uh, you know, uh, by his wounds we are healed. I've read this at uh, uh, many a bedside and, and uh, when people are sick. and, and uh, uh, But really, uh, you know, even though this is read sometimes when people are sick, uh, the full context is really beyond that. In fact, a lot of times uh, here anymore when I go to visit somebody in the hospital, I like to uh, generally read Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Uh, not that this verse can't be uh, applied uh, to those who are sick, but uh, to me, a lot of times we're in a hospital, we're sick or facing surgeries, our anxiety levels through the roof. And, uh, and to me, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 and 13 uh, to me, it's more applicable uh, to those situations because it's dealing with peace, it's dealing with anxiety, it's dealing with those things, knowing that God's going to give you the peace, that everything's going to be okay. I don't always read that. There are other verses sometimes I read as well. But uh, uh, to me, I think that is more fitting. But anyway, getting back to this, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Now, seeing Christ on the cross, if one didn't know any better, they would think think that um, you know he was he was his, you know he was nailed to that cross. He was uh, pierced by his side, and if you didn't know any better, think well he he's up there being punished for something he did. But he he did he wasn't being punished for something he did. He was taking on our punishment. See, that's what is known as substitutionary atonement. He took our place upon the cross. And even though, because we are vile, wicked, evil people, right? Even uh, no matter our best intentions, there are but filthy rags before God's eyes. And Jesus took our place. See, we deserved that uh, that beating. We deserved being nailed to that cross. We deserved everything that Christ took upon him, we should have taken. But he pushed us out of the way and took our place uh, for us. And only he, only Christ, could atone for our sins. You know, back in the Old Testament, of course, they would uh, sacrifice a, a, a spotless lamb, if you will, but that was only temporary uh, to cover uh, sins, and they had to do it constantly. And uh, But with Jesus Christ, because he was fully God and fully man, he was perfect, he, he did, had no sin, committed no sins whatsoever, uh, he was the only one that could, it could just be any man, could be any woman, could be any animal, it had to be Jesus Christ who had to be the permanent atonement for our sins. But he took our place, all right? So he did nothing wrong, but he took our place. And, you know, and it's very humbling. Uh, you know, when you realize what a sinner you are, and I know about you all, but I sin every day. Even this morning, I screw up. You know, it's just every day. And it can be very discouraging. Sometimes it may feel like, why do I even try? Why do I even bother? You know, just give up. Who cares? You know, it's easy to have those kind of feelings. And and, and I feel like it. I don't feel like it. You're alone. I feel like it. Cause I, uh, it's just, you know, sometimes you get in that vicious circle of sin, ask for forgiveness, sin, ask for forgiveness, sin, ask for forgiveness. And it's like there's no way out of that viciousness. And, um, and but the thing of it is, when God, when Christ was asked how many times we should forgive, He says seventy times seven. In other words, ad infinitum. There is no amount of forgiveness. You know, there's not ever a limit. And that's why I was telling my daughter the other day, and because uh, I lost my temper, and quite frankly, me and my wife got into it. We got into a pretty heated uh, argument. And I told my daughter, I said, listen, I shouldn't have said some things I said. I shouldn't have acted the way I should have acted. I said, I don't want you to think that daddy's a hypocrite to act one way at home and one way at church. Uh, you know, I always try to be genuine and real because I want that that reality 
to be seen by my, my children so that they see that this is a true relationship with Jesus Christ. It is a walk. It is a journey. Nobody's perfect. I don't want them to think, well, gosh, he acts one way. You know, he, he, everybody thinks he's so good and great and behind the pulpit, but he's a jerk at home or something. You know, uh, I'm a jerk in both places. But <laughs> You know what I mean? You know, it just, uh, I just want, that's why I was trying to explain to her that it is a relationship. We're all sinners. We all mess up. Every one of us. There's nobody perfect. But, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And to me, that is a wonderful thing. I was trying to explain to her that, you know, it doesn't give us uh, a permission to sin just because we think we'll be forgiven. Uh, it's the fact that, uh, that we know that God does love us. And if we are sincere in our forgiveness, we learn from those mistakes and try to build on that to do better. And uh, so it's not always easy. And uh, our walk is a tough one. As Christians, it's a very difficult uh, uh, challenge uh, to try to continually walk in the uh, admonition of the Lord. And so when you feel discouraged, just realize that you are forgiven. That's why Jesus took our place on the cross because he wanted to take on the sins of the world. It wasn't his sins that kept him on there. It was our sins that kept him on that cross because he, he loved us that much to die for us. And that's what we see here. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So we understand and know that uh, it was by Jesus Christ that, that his uh, sacrifice and told us that gives us that peace that, um, that by his stripes that and His what he done on the cross is, um, is what helps us to have that relationship with Jesus Christ, to have that relationship with God. He is our mediator between us and God. Uh, and that's one reason I was reading that verse uh, Sunday evening, blessed are the peacemakers, because that's what Jesus did, was to bring peace between us and God. And that's what he was doing here, is by his stripes we were healed for our iniquities, our sin, uh, and, and all those ungodly things. It was his, uh, uh, what he done on the cross is what uh, makes us complete, makes us whole, and makes us worthy to be able to go into heaven, because we cannot do works on our own. We can never be good enough for our own. It is through Jesus Christ alone that makes us worthy to be able to stand before the for the eyes of God. And that's why Jesus is, is that peacemaker between us and God. And likewise, just as I was referring to this a little bit on Sunday evening, blessed are the peacemakers. We, in return, being that reflection of Jesus Christ, should be those peacemakers between uh, all those around us. That, you know, sometimes during the holidays, there's going to be a lot of animosity between family members and friends. Uh, if you've been treated wrong or bad, and uh, it's easy to have those kind of feelings, but we need to show that area of peace. We need to show Christ's love. We need to show Christ's forgiveness. Even you know, you know now, sometimes not always cut and dry, uh, cut. And, I mean, black and white. So I'm trying to get out here because the reason why I say that. You know, even if the other person's in the wrong, we can still have forgiveness for them. Don't mean we have to be their best buddies. Uh, you know, it'd be great if you can reconcile and uh, and be you know and, and be have a, uh, a kindness, if you will. However, there are people out there who have been molested, who have been raped. And so uh, those who are dealing with those kind of issues are thinking, how in the world can I have forgiveness? Well, that's something you have to pray about. It's not that you're uh, making light of what happened to you. It's not to say that you were to reach out and contact that person in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It's not to say that what they did was uh, egregious and horrible and evil and disgusting. But you have to, to fight for the Lord to help you to have forgiveness to move on. See what I'm saying? Because as long as you're harboring hate and, um, and disgust and just uh, grudges and animosity, all those, things, those people are continuing, continuing to have power over you. And you don't want them to have that power over you. You want to have that forgiveness in your heart to move forward in the things of Jesus Christ. So even though what they did was wrong, I'm not saying you were to, to buddy up with them and, and to, uh, to say, you know, to, to what they done was okay. No, that wasn't okay. 
But hopefully you're seeing my point that you can just have forgiveness to let it go and to move forward. But as long as you're harboring and holding on to those things, uh, those people continue to have power over you. So, uh, so let us be those peacemakers. Let us show that that same peace that was upon him uh, flow through us and that we know that God is in control and that God's got this. And there's no amount of um, uh, uh, forgiveness uh, that, that Christ, you know, there's no limit to it. And uh, but by his stripes, again, this can also be applied to those who are sick. By his wounds, we are healed. And uh, there are some who will argue that this is not what this verse is referring to in regards to sickness. Uh, I see their point, uh, and, uh, and I, I agree uh, to a certain extent to some of those who, who feel that way. But uh, that by God's grace, uh, he you know, when we pray. Uh, we may not always get the answer we want, you know, and uh, we say, well, I pray and pray and this person still died. Well, if they were saved, if they knew Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, God answered that prayer. They might not have been healed on this side of heaven, but they were healed on the other side of heaven and they had no pain, sorrow uh, or, or anything they have to deal with anymore. So the prayer was answered. It might have been the way we wanted it. But he will he will answer that, you know, and that's something we had to pray about. If we're dealing with uh, with loved ones that are dying uh, or have died, we just need to pray for God's strength and encouragement and help during those very difficult times. Uh, something I pray about every day, you know, I have forbid anything ever happened to my my parents or my wife, my children. Uh, I pray first. I, I pray, Lord, take me out for anything ever happens to my kids. But uh, uh, particularly, my parents are aging; they're getting older, and I pray for the Lord to. Give me that strength and the peace that can only come from him. Because particularly with my dad and I, we're so close. And it, it uh, uh, I've often worried that uh, I'll go off on the deep end uh, if something was to happen to him. But I know that if I, I try to handle it on my own, I will lose it. But I know with God by my side and in my heart, he will give me a strength that can only come from him, a peace that can only come from him. So I try to think about it, but that's something I have to pray about every day so that when the time comes, God will give me what I need, what I need. He gives it to me now, it's wasted, but he gives it to me when we need it. So that's one thing we need to keep in mind. But this verse is very powerful. In fact, it is actually prophesying, and uh, you see the fulfillment in the New Testament where Jesus Christ did die on the cross. So we're actually seeing a prophecy here. And remember, a prophecy for even one to come true, uh, and, and I, you've heard me use this illustration before, uh, is the fact to be like flying over the state of Texas with silver dollars up to your knees, and if somebody threw out a silver dollar, threw you out in the middle of Texas, told you to find out one silver dollar, that's the chance of one prophecy coming true. So the, so the fact that there have been multiple prophecies come true, to me, proves uh, the Word of God to be true. So we're seeing this prophecy being given and being fulfilled in the New Testament. And so we see that Christ, a substitutionary atonement, took our place on the cross uh, to save us from a very real hell so that we can spend eternity through him. We must die so that we may live. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you for this another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, thank you uh, for your word. Uh, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your continued forgiveness. And Lord, uh, let us strive to have that mind of Christ. And when we fall, uh, Lord, let us reach out to your hand, pick us up, dust us off. Help us, Lord, continue the fight and keep moving forward and never give up. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, then I pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. 
Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please lead, guide, and watch over and protect everyone watching today. Be with our children, bus drivers, teachers, and parents that are going to school and let them get there and back safely with any problems or complications. Be with our first responders, police officers, Lord Jesus. And Lord, just pray that you be with our president and give him wisdom, knowledge, discernment. Let him seek you, protect him and his family. And Lord, be with his nation. Touch hearts and minds like never before. Be with all those with, who have lifted up prayer requests or prayer concerns, those who have asked me to pray for them. You know the hearts and minds, the needs of each and every person. And let your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate each and every one of you all watching this morning. Again, it's always a pleasure and honor to get to uh, to do these each day. If you have friends and family who may want to watch these, uh, they can uh, add me on Facebook at Dr. Young 77 And uh, if they uh, don't do Facebook, they can reach me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. Uh, they can subscribe there and watch the videos. Or they can listen uh, for free on my Apple podcast, the Dr. Young Chronicles. I've got a little uh, behind on those uh, doing my podcast where I've been battling so much sickness. So uh, I don't know with December going gearing up and got so much going on. I I may have to wait to the first year and hit it hard again after that. Uh, I think it might be more uh, feasible uh, at this point in time. But anyway, I put on there these devotions and our sermons from the church as well. You can go back and listen to, which I've actually gotten a little behind on. So, But anyway, I hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.